What's up, everybody? Wow, 2021. It's been uh, six months since my last episode. Welcome to season two of Someday Law Makes Sense. I guess this officially, I wasn't really planning on season two coming out. I had no plans for it, but today is the day where season two is back. Um, so I'm here with a special guest. Just turned 33. 33, Jerry West's number. Um, the Prophet. Season one guest, back by popular demand, Jesus, what's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, first episode of 2021, man. I'm excited. Let's get this done. I know. I wasn't planning on having a podcast. I, You know, I, people, I was. I put a little story on my Instagram. I was like, would anyone be interested? And a couple people are like, yeah, you should start it again. I didn't really have any, any plans to bring it back. But why not? Why not, man? We kind of got, got pressured. Let's do it. I mean... We're here. There's nothing else to do. We're still in quarantine. You're right. The last time I had, I was doing this podcast was kind of like a, a personal project. I started it last March, 2020. I just needed something to do. That was like my creative period of 2020 where I just wanted to do a bunch of things. So I started it as a little project just for fun, just to talk to people. Um, and yeah, I guess now let's try it again. We're still in quarantine. <laughs> still in quarantine. How do you feel that we're still in quarantine? What's what's the latest? Corona. Well, fuck, it's crazier than ever, but Yeah, I feel like corona's not going away. Uh going away anywhere. I mean, it's still here. It's still uh messing up the world, but we just gotta keep going. Yeah, just our updates for time capsule references. It's been six months since I recorded a podcast and for my shitty memory, um, lots have happened <laughs> since then. Um, the Lakers won the championship. Number the, 17. The Dodgers won the championship. 32 years later. We got coronavirus is still happening. We got a new president. We got we got a bunch of shit. So now that we're at fucking 33, 2021, what's on, what's on, what is, what's up with you? What's like your, your thing you're hoping for this year? To go back to normal normalization man it's uh uh i miss a lot of people family friends can't really uh do anything i just celebrated my birthday but it was uh didn't do much i got a bunch of texts i got a bunch of video calls phone calls facebook posts but i can't really i can't really go out and uh celebrate you know i can't say hey man what are you doing like let's go out to have a drink can't really do that because of covid well you had a birthday celebration last year right yeah it was a Right before, right yeah, before, right uh, before COVID. So some people aren't going to, like, if you were born in like March or April, you're not getting a birthday twice, two years in a row. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I had one. I had one right before, uh, the pandemic started and, uh, I feel what, uh, a lot of people are feeling from, uh, January, uh, late January to today. I feel like what I feel what they're going through. So now that you've had, I mean, we've all been living through this pandemic and now you're a year older. What has this experience or this pandemic, I mean, what have you, have you grown from it? Have you taught, um, took some time to think about anything, um, changed the way you, I don't know, think about life? What I've learned is that to uh, not say no to an invitation oh. ever, Ooh. no matter uh, if you're just going down to a hike or down to Vegas. Don't right. turn it Everyone down. And invite Jesus to a fucking <laughs> ten mile hike. I'll tomorrow. be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Just I just learned to uh, live in the moment, and just tomorrow's not promised, man. Just live it up. 
Wow. No matter what. You know, I struggle with that a lot. As a, Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to fucking go and do that. I don't really want to do that. But I thought about that too all the time. I'm like, why don't I go out and do that? Like nothing. Like, of course, right now we're in a pandemic. So sometimes you got to be cautious and that's on the back of your mind. I'm like, okay, I got to be saved. I want to do that, whatever. But it is interesting that sometimes in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't want to do that. Do you ever, does that ever cross your mind? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I feel like it's always been just laziness laziness to uh get up get ready and drive wherever you get invited to it's never it's never a legitimate reason why you can't go or you don't want to go um you just i think it's just laziness just an excuse in your head right of why you can't do something yeah huh so what are your like big plans for this year? Do you have any big goals? I know you've been doing a lot of fitness. I've been inspired by you by your home yeah. gym. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, fitness has uh, been a a huge part of my life for the past six, seven, eight months. Um, I've gotten to enjoy it. I've gotten to throughout my day. I was like, I can't wait to go home and work out Ooh. because I feel like as soon as you start seeing results, that's what motivates the hell out of you. Yeah. Because I feel like that's when, if you don't see results, that's what, that's what people just quit, give up. Yeah. But I've seen results, not right away, but eventually you see them and just don't give up. Instant and, gratification. Yeah, super nice. You see, like, especially if you have a scale, like we just got one at the house. We've never had one, um, but Susan's personal trainer got one and uh, I weighed myself and then I lost like seven pounds this week. And I'm like, I've been super motivated to like continue. I feel like it might be a placebo, but I feel like my energy is a little higher. My mood's been a better. I definitely feel like exercise kind of helps in those areas of life. Do you feel like you've felt some of those same things? Oh, definitely. Um, my job, I mean, my job is not easy. I work nine, 10 hour days. But the fact that I can just work out one hour a day just gives me that energy to just go to work and having coming home and having that one hour to work out. Just the working out just gives you that one extra boost, one extra energy to just do it. Like it's it's amazing what a one hour workout can do for you. Oh yeah, it definitely boosts your serotonin, your brain. Oh. There's a bunch of studies that say it makes you happier, puts you in a better moods, makes you you know when you wake up you feel a little better, you feel lighter, your confidence maybe goes up. It's just tons of benefits. But what was like the motivating factor for you to be like? Like, okay, I want to start doing this and I want to become really consistent at it. Cause you've kind of made a huge shift of like, okay, you're now you got like a whole gym at your house. You got all these equipment you're investing in it. Like, why did that become so important to you? Uh, I don't think it's important. It's just like, I think just the fact that I couldn't do anything and go out. I had all these extra time in my hand that you just start thinking like, what can I do with it? Other than just sit at home and watch TV, play video games. Just go out, just go to the next door and to work out. I mean, I, I get it. Like I have my own gym. I have, I'm blessed because of that. But I just think the fact that you can't do anything, you can't do anything because of this pandemic that you just, why not just get up and pick up a weight or get up and just go off for a walk. And I think that was the motivation to tell. It's just, I had so much time and I was saving money. That's just not going out. So I invested that money into fitness equipment and, it was, from that, it was just, it's easy. 
Yeah, it's definitely more convenient when it's right in your house. Um, do you feel like that motivation is going to continue if like this pandemic ended? Are you still going to continue working out, continue exercising? So um, I've, I've read somewhere or I, I've heard that it takes 21 days to make something a habit. And I feel like I'm already past that. So I made working out a habit. So like I said, I go to work. I'm like, I'm already thinking, OK, what am I going to work out today? I can't wait to get home to work out this or work out that or how am I, how long am I going to work work out for? So, I mean, I've gone, I, I feel like I've gone past that point that, okay, if it's, I, I feel like it's not a, just a phase. I feel like it's just a lifestyle now. Nice. Yeah. I read this book. One of my like favorite books that I read this year is called Atomic Habits, um, Way to Build Habits, Change Habits, Get Rid of Some. And they talked about that, that idea of like you're not going to do it unless you have a set schedule of like after I do this, then I'm going to do this. So like your idea of like I'm going to go after I get home from work, I'm going to work out immediately because then like some people you get home and you're like you watch TV, you do this, you do this. And then eventually the hours and hours and hours pass away and you're like, I'm not going to do that. Like it's too late now. I'm going to I'll do it tomorrow. But like when you have that set habit of like after I eat breakfast, this is what I'm going to do. Then it just becomes part of your routine. Um, I feel like, yeah, I, I still get that. Um, I'll give you an example. This past Wednesday, I got home. I got 7.30. I laid in my bed, and I told myself, 30 minutes, I'll take my pre-workout and start working out. 30 minutes came. It didn't happen. Okay, we'll go to the next 30 minutes. And long story short, I didn't work out Wednesday because of the fact that you just you just get comfortable. Like, your bed, feel, your bed feels so good, or the show is so good. Like, you just... You get complacent. It's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And I've done that. But then Thursday, I did an hour and a half to make up for it. But I've been I've been there. The fact that sometimes you just get home, you just don't want to do it. You just can't or whatever. For whatever reason, you just the the state that you're in is like, do I really want to get up and go to the next one? Like, no. Yeah, I know. What I found for me personally is when I work out in the morning or I do some sort of exercise in the morning, like I'm more likely to be more mindful of what I eat throughout the day. I'm kind of aware of like, okay, this morning I went on a walk or I did skateboarding or whatever I did. I feel kind of a little more like mindful of that. Do you see the same thing? Well, the thing is I can't work out in the mornings. I can't for whatever reason. I just, I don't have the energy. I don't, I, I like working out at night when my body's still going. So it's just easy to transition. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah. It's just. I mean, if you if you make it a routine, it's just, it's easy. It's easy. I can't do mornings. I do. I do nice afternoons yeah. when my body's already up and going. Yeah. And I just transition to the workout to the workout part uh, of my life. I'm the complete opposite. I can't do nights. I just get sleepy during. Like I'm like, eh, I'd rather watch a Laker game. Do this. I get tired. Like my energy is kind of like the highest at the morning, and then it just dips yeah. little by little throughout the day. I'm like, really. Eh. I tried pre-workouts too, but none of them, like, they have no effect on me. I don't know if it's a type I'm getting. I got the C4 one, but I take it. And I'm like, I don't know, because I've seen some people do it where they eat it without any water or drink it without any water. I don't know. Someone else told me that that has a b bigger effect on it, but none of those workout pre-workouts work for me. You know what? Before, like, even I just started taking pre-workout maybe three months ago, four months ago, if that. Um, to me, it helps. It helps uh, ridiculous. It's 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 crazy how you can take it without even thinking about it. Okay, let me just take a 
make a pre-workout smoothie, whatever, and you take it within 30 minutes, you want to get back in the, into the gym and start working out. Yeah. Um, it's worked for me. It's it's amazing. I'm on my third third uh jug. Um, but yeah, I mean pre workout. What is in it? Pre or anywhere is what's I think inside it's, of it? I think it's caffeine and just I don't know. I, I know it's caffeine for sure, <laughs> sugar. Yeah. But it's it's supposed to get your heart rate going, your 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 blood flow pumping, and yeah, because I know it works. They're, they're popular. I see people drinking like Bang. I haven't had a Bang Energy. I don't know. I know right before quarantine, there was I was going to the gym and everyone was drinking Bang as like a healthy energy drink. But I don't know how are those really healthy for you? Like uh, the pre workouts are they good for you? What are the? I, I mean, it, it depends. It depends which one you get because you can get one that has tons of sugar, tons of caffeine, and if your body can handle that, or if your workout is that intense, then take that. I take the minimum um, just to get me up. And get me going, um, but bang is it is supposed to be like the it's it's just like fast food, like quick, get it, take it, and yeah. drink it, and then you're you're an instant an instant high, you can say. So yeah. it's that that's what bang is. So besides that, are you doing any like post workout, like protein shakes, any other supplements, things like that? You got into any side of that? Um, the only thing, I mean, like I say, pre workout, but even then, but from Friday Monday to Friday, I go plant based. Ooh, so still still plant based um it's it's not the the food is not as heavy so you don't feel as tired when you eat it so i eat it breakfast and lunch i don't eat dinner um breakfast lunch and then i just feel great like i don't feel tired i don't feel heavy um i feel like i can okay i can do the next the next thing in my life the next thing on on my day which is workout after Work. Wait, so you never after a workout you never eat? No. You don't have any post workout meals? No. You just fast for the yeah. how many hours is that? So from I get out like around seven, eight. So I work at like around eight o'clock, eight or nine. So from nine to seven o'clock the next morning. Oh, wow, what is that? How many hours is like that? Ten hours. Wow, ten hour fast? That's mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah. I heard that's really good for you. Having like a fast at the end of the day, just give your stomach like a time to stop working. Cause like it's been working all day trying to break down that food, digest it, and then at a certain point it's like okay, let's shut it off, give it a break, and then I heard that there's a lot of benefits to it. I haven't done it, but it's worked out for me, man. Um, like a, I'm lactose, so any dairy is just uh, heavy. No matter what I eat that has dairy in it, it's heavy. Like I feel bloated, I feel uncomfortable. It's just it's not it's not fun. It's you you don't want to do anything other than to lay down and see if that gas passes by um but yeah plant-based it's it's you ever light. switch to like almond milk oat milk or any of those other alternative milks i was never a milk guy uh, i was never a milk guy but i had had almond milk almond milk it's good but i was never a milk guy okay yeah you know, with like yeah coffee or cereal or oatmeal or whatever protein shakes you know no. that? that's why you're not as big as me bro <laughs> Joe might didn't do ten bucks an hour or ten bucks a month. Yeah, Get a lot of swallow. gyms are closed right now, which is yeah, crazy. Like twenty four hour. This gym I live across uh, from this CrossFit gym, Ape Arena. Um, they're open still and they're still doing stuff. I would be down to try it out, but it doesn't look too safe. Um, hope the owner doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> I drive by there and it's always packed as hell, and none of them are wearing masks. 
which like, I don't know the science behind it, but I mean, it seems I'd be a little nervous about going in there. I don't know how they clean the equipment and gyms are dirty places to begin with yeah. with all the fucking germs. And, but I do miss like a sauna going inside of a sauna. Like th- that's kind of fun. Um, hopefully they can open back up soon. Well, man, I started with, uh, two dumbbells, man. That's what, I, that's what I got. Well, two dumbbells, I man. A, I got a kettlebell here. Um, that's what I started with. I, now I have, I mean, I have a rower, squat rack, um, bikes, curl bar, um, a bench. But, but when all the gyms started closing down, I started with the 235s, man. Yeah, it's a start. You just have to build and build and build. Yeah. And over time, it's an investment. It's oh, probably yeah. better than going like paying that many, like, what is the gym, like, membership, $50? Well, depending on the one you go to. I mean, Planet Fitness is pretty cheap, but some other ones are pretty pricey, but... I mean, it's nice. It's more convenient instead of driving. Like you have it there, so there's kind of no excuse not to work out. So that's pretty cool. Now, speaking of investments, investing in a gym, I heard you're a big into investing right now. Uh, yes, man. I'm. Uh, I'm getting sick and tired of the uh, nine to five. Nine to five. Uh, I feel like us millennials have so much technology so much um tools to use to not be the nine to five or be the nine to five but not be dependent on the nine to five yeah um i started investing man i started investing about six months ago i have about seven eight thousand dollars invested in stocks and cryptocurrency oh jesus and to this point i haven't lost any money i've gone a couple hundred but i mean i'm just waiting to for here man i haven't lost yeah. So that's a good thing. It's kind of like gambling, is it? Oh, like, I don't really know anything about stocks. I want to learn. That's my big goal is uh, read more books about it this year. I want to invest. Like once I, I have some financial freedom, like pay off some debt, I want to start investing. But I don't know how. It's 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 like gambling. But sometimes you uh, if you have enough money to invest, it's almost like a guarantee because of the dividends. So let's say you you uh, invest in Coca Cola, couple thousand. Every every quarter you get it, you get a, a portion of their sales because you have uh, X amount of stocks. So I mean, obviously in stocks you gotta invest a shit ton, or more more than crypto. Crypto you can get uh, like Bitcoin. You can have thirty thousand, have one Bitcoin, yeah. and when it hits forty thousand, you already gained 10,000. Yeah. You know, but stocks stocks you need a big amount to invest. Yeah, especially in a big company like Disney, the ones like Apple, Tesla, right. like those stocks aren't cheap. So if you want to buy into those, you need a lot of money. But right. the ones where you make the more money, I guess, are the ones that blow. Like if you bought it on like a Tesla stock like five years ago, right now you're reaping the benefits of that. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have to be there early before everyone else. And then you you kind of got something big. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hit and miss. Um, currently right now I'm invested in a XRP, which, uh, th- I mean, experts are saying that could be the next Bitcoin. Um, it's, it's only at a 30 cents, uh, a coin right now. And you invest a thousand, two thousand dollars on that. You have a lot, but it's uh, projected to hit almost three bucks, $3 or uh, four bucks within, uh, two years. Hmm. So if you buy it low, I mean, it's those are penny stocks. Those are penny stocks, um, and it could potentially be big. Yeah, I wonder what's the 
Like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to imagine like us shifting from, cause kind of like our ATM machines are like, I don't really see cash too often. It's just a number on an account and we're just swiping all the time. But how does as a whole society, do we start moving towards cryptocurrency? Where does that shift end up happening and how? Okay. So there's already, we already, we already have stepped in with your uh, debit card. Like you said, uh, it's a bunch of numbers. You, it's, it's rare for someone to pay with, uh, cash. It's rare. Cause you, you just take out your credit card easy, either swipe tap or uh Venmo Zelle. It's so it's a, uh, the, the footprint is already there. It's already there because of the, of the debit card. Yeah. So it, they're saying that it could be an easy transition because you're already used to it. Yeah. Um, and the dollar's not worth much anymore, especially the U.S. dollar. In Mexico, it is, but if you go to like Europe, Germany, it's not worth it. It's not worth much. No. So, uh, so little by little, the government wants to start give, getting rid of the uh, paper notes, which is cash, because it's, um, it's le- it's harder to track. And it's harder. I mean, you can just forge it, make it, and that's it. You're a millionaire if you if you know how to um, forge it. Like I said, um, but cryptocurrency, it's all digital. They can track your payments. They can track everything that you do because it's all digital. It's all computerized. Yeah. So in in the government's eye, it's it's a benefit for them because they can control the money that you have, the money you spend. Yeah, I saw this NBA player. I don't know if you saw the story about this guy who he decided that he wanted to get his NBA contract all cryptocurrency. It was the and NFL. Oh, it was the NFL? The NFL. Oh, which one was he? Uh, a Washington uh, football team, uh, I think defensive tackle or something. Okay. He got paid. He, he wanted to get paid half of his salary in Bitcoin. Okay, I don't know if it was him. It probably was him. It was probably multiple yeah. guys. I remember, I think it was an uh, NBA player too in the New Jersey Nets. I don't know if it was Dinwiddie or... Some guy, I forgot, but he got paid his whole contract. And now, like, that was worth way more than ever. And I was like, that's crazy to put that, you know, when you know you're going to get guaranteed millions instead of, like, give me Bitcoin instead. And it just kind of hit off like that. I wonder how many years away we are from from shifting into that. What is your projections? I feel like 2025, 2026. Six years away? Well, we will... Um, going to crypto or digital. I mean, PayPal, one of the biggest payments uh, plans you got out there is already accepting Bitcoin as a, a form of uh, a payment. Yeah. So if PayPal is already in it, Bitcoin, um, you just, I mean, you just, it's just a matter of time where uh, anybody can just say, okay, pay me in a crypto. Can I get a loan out in crypto? <laughs> Can I go to a bank and be like, "Hey, give me a a, a crypto loan"? I mean, I don't, I don't think you can do that, all that because you need to own crypto. You need to own a Bitcoin yeah. to in order to have it or spend it or sell it or transfer it. That's so crazy. I wonder who, like, when did that idea even start? Like, someone invented this thing called cryptocurrency, and now everyone's kind of like, "Yeah, I'm buying into this." Like, you just invent your own currency, and it just kind of takes off. I just feel like it's popularity. Like you said, like you said, someone invented it or something thought about it and they were put out there. And I think that's the only way Bitcoin is so high or as high as it is now because of popularity, because 
um, you said it or Elon Musk said it or Jay Bezos said it. And popular, everybody believes those high-ranking um, people because they're billionaires. They know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. So popularity, I think, just blew this this thing up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how that has become such a big thing. Investments, finances, financial. You know, right now we have like the California lottery, mega millions. Like money seems to be driving a lot of things right now. But recently, I know you told me that you wanted to, because you're working a lot of hours recently or were, and you kind of said that you were kind of tired of that and you were thinking about quitting. And so what was happening with that? It was just too much work, man. It's uh, the pandemic really uh, uh, changed the way we worked because everything went from deliveries, deliveries, deliveries. And where I work is nothing but delivery service is delivery um, stuff, the stuff that you need to deliver, like boxes, tape, um, bubble, whatever you need to to ship all your goods to the person that's at home because they have to be at home is what we have. So that to me, and then just knowing the fact that I had to go in and work 12 hour days, 13 hour days, it just, it was too much. I get, I get home, literally get home, shower, go to sleep. There was nothing in between. There was nothing you can do with your body. Like your body was, couldn't recover because it was, the turnaround was, so small um i just thought it was too much too much i feel like to me time is more worth it's worth more than money and because you can get you can't get time back and i wasn't spending time with my family my nieces uh my friends and that it really it really opened my eyes like dude do i really want to do this yeah i was reading some tiktok or looking at some tiktok and there was some guy, some kid, he was about 30 years old or something. Um, but he was talking about Warren Buffett, who's like one of the richest guys in the world. And he asked or he answered some question about, would you rather be in the position of a 30 year old or be where you are at now with all the money you had? And he said, I'd rather be the younger person because he had more time. And if you think about it in our position right now, 30 years old, maybe halfway through our life, we probably have like a billion left of time versus these other people. And it's, it is kind of the pandemic has kind of put that more into perspective, this idea of our, our existence really being like, you know, it can be gone at any single moment. I mean, people are losing loved ones. Um, you know, so many people are dying and, you know, you think about that and you're like, shit, man, what the hell am I doing? Just working so many fucking hours for like, because when you die, guess what? Your job posting is going to be up the next day. Uh-huh. Your ass is getting replaced. And it's kind of, you know, even when a lot of people are starting to realize in their jobs, like, you know, the pandemic, like these, do these people really care about you that much? Your safety, like they just want you to work and they want you to do what they want to do to fill up their pockets. And, you know, they're not really checking up on you. They're not really, you know, some people are working without any health, any time off, any, any sort of mental health any resources any anything to help them so it's kind of you kind of in this pandemic kind of open your eyes to like what these people care about and it's really not you which is kind of sad but i mean i was uh there was a meme memes are huge right now um there was a meme that will put your life in perspective that you work 40 hours a day to get two days off to get 24 hours days off and 
one on the meme it says like is that a really good uh a good deal does that does that make you feel like you've won working 40 hours a day that's on a, a nine to five nine to five to get two days off like i feel like that's a horrible deal that's a horrible who thought about this is yeah who thought of the five day work week it's it's ridiculous like you literally work Monday through Friday or whatever. You work five days straight to get two days off. Like, that's a horrible... Uh, yeah, that's and a Sundays, I wouldn't consider Sunday a day off because then you're worrying about getting ready for the next right, day. Right, So, it's kind of one day. Yeah. Or Friday, like like me, Friday, I get off at 7, maybe 8 o'clock at night. Like, do I really want to go home, get showered, and go out? Like, how much time do I have in between to getting ready and to go out? Um, I just thought it was a horrible deal. Whoever made this up it's just and and there was another meme that said there was a guy next to a an expensive sports car and one on the quote said um i mean i was able to buy this because of your hard work so next year if you do the same thing you did you put your all your your energy your your might into this i can get a second one and this was the owner of a company it was a meme but if you start thinking about it, you're you're making this this owner or the CEO billions of dollars, millions of dollars, and you're getting shit. You're getting a paycheck, but you're living paycheck to paycheck. Is that paycheck really gonna buy you that car that he has? Like, yeah, I think the concept of billionaires, like I'd love to be a billionaire, but it's just insane. Like I saw this TikTok or this video with rice where they were showing like a grain of rice. They're like, here's a grain of rice for $100. Here's a grain of rice for a million. And then they showed the grain of rice for a billion. It's just a fucking mountain. Like not even in comparison. Like, dude, these people have so much fucking money. Like that is ridiculous. Like how... Like whoever wins the mega millions or the lottery, they're gonna have nine hundred million, whatever's the latest update on it. But like instead of like one person winning that, why don't they do it like a hundred people win the first place prize? Like I feel why like does, that's greed. Why greed. does one person need fucking seven hundred million? Okay, so so adding to that, so talking about memes, like memes, like I said, memes are everywhere. Um, there was another one that said there's there's five vacant homes. For every homeless person. So what you're trying to tell me is that it's not about having room or having houses. It's just about greed. Because whoever has those vacant homes, they, they're not just going to say, here, come in. Have a vacant home for you. Because they're losing money, right? So when I saw that, I feel like there's enough money, there's enough food, there's enough shelter for there not to be poverty or homelessness. Like food places are forced to throw out their food at the end of the night and they're not allowed to give it to people on the street or just like all these ideas of like, man, like what do people gain? Like even if it's just like a politician, like these politicians who are voting like all fucking year, they're fighting for like, don't fucking give them $2,000 each, give them 600 or give them this, give them that. Like, dude, these people are just fucking First of all, every single one of them are fucking filthy rich. And they ain't got to worry about jack shit. And they're worrying about just giving us like two G's. Okay. Like you're fucking, I don't know if they're so out of touch with reality of what people are going through, but like, dude, you're a fucking millionaire, multimillionaire. You ain't got to worry about anything ever. 
and like you're afraid to give us like two G's, give up like raise up minimum wage. Like, why is that such a fucking problem? Like, and it's it's not even that. It's not like it's coming out of their pockets. It's the it's the pockets that you're you're paying for it. These are tax dollars that people earn, but you still tax. So it's, so it's not their money. It's not the government's money. It's not anybody's money, but your money. So for them to fight over, to debate over how much you get over your money that you literally paid because of your, because of the taxes you paid, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, dude, I'm down. Like, you know, I see other countries or people, like there's a lot of arguments about people saying like, um, like not giving people free handouts or giving this and that. I'm like, dude, why not help people? Like raise up minimum wage. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you're Walmart. You're not going to fucking make an extra billion this year. Like, dude, like give people some more money. Give your workers more money. Look what they're doing. Pay school some more education funding, like all these things that just need help. And it's just, it's crazy how people are just so greedy. I don't think it's greed. I think it's just the fact that they want you to be smart enough to just go along with life, but not smart enough to uh, stand up and revolt. What do you mean? Because like we we had this conversation earlier. When's the last time you had when you used the Pythagorean theorem in in life? Yeah. But you learned it in high school. You learned all these things in high school, middle school, but they never taught you how to do taxes. They never taught you what you need to own a home. They never taught you how to balance a checkbook. You had to learn that because of your father or your mother and just life. You had to do it on your own, not because of the school system. Yeah. Um it's just I feel like the government just wants you to uh, to be smart enough to just work for them and not work to uh, to go beyond this like nine to five or yeah I don't know if that's this the, the that there's some schools that have mandates on like what you can teach and what you can't I I have complete freedom to teach whatever I want any curriculum any topic we don't have like here, you teach this this week and this this week and this. I think the problem with education is that teachers have been taught a certain way when they grew up and then they continue that cycle of like, oh, they were taught this, so I'm going to do it this way and then I'm going to do it this way. And that's kind of like the way of life for so many, everything of like, it's been done this way, so let's keep doing it this way and then keep doing it. And then it's like, okay, let's make some shifts. Let's make some changes because school has been the same for years and years and years. It's like, let's mix it up, man. Like these kids are tired of reading this book and they're never going to read this book. Like, okay. Like I understand everyone needs a basic level of education. So we all have like equal equality of like ideas and skills. And we all are somewhat equal until like after that, you're kind of on your own to, to do your own thing. But, but wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that they should teach us what we actually need in life? I love poetry. But like a couple of years ago, I just stopped teaching it. I'm like, what do they need to learn Shakespeare for? Or like a Shakespearean sonnet or a limerick <laughs> or a fucking rhyme scheme. Like my dad and mom don't need to do know that. Jay-Z probably, he knows that because he's a rapper. But some people probably, if I'm like, hey, what's a Shakespearean sonnet? You're like, I don't fucking know. And it's okay. It doesn't matter. Because that, that piece of information is kind of useless unless you're going to become a poet or a teacher or a literature scholar or whatever. But there is some more important thing. But I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, we do have government classes. Um, I remember my teacher, Mr. Grun, he used to always tell us about stocks and 401 uh, IRAs and do this, invest this. He was 
he was that kind of teacher who who taught you to like how to apply what he's teaching you to real life skills. And so there's some teachers who just are like, here's the content, but then there's some who connect it with real life. And so I think that's a problem with what some teachers aren't making that connection. But also I feel like there's teachers that just go by the book or a curriculum that no matter what, they're going to teach what they want you to teach them. Well, it's easier. And it's some, some have requirements. They make them, like some schools because like, like I miss, Mr. Grun, like um, I feel like he was like a rebellious teacher because he taught you what you needed to know or what you needed to what you needed in real life. And um, I had that. I don't know. I don't remember the other economics teacher, but I remember one of the lessons that he said, you know what? I'm not going to teach by the book. I'm going to teach you what you need to know. And he taught, taught us about. Um, how to do taxes, what to invest, um, what are the one of the main companies to uh, look for to invest or to help you invest. Um, he talks about the NASDAQ, the what's the other one? I forget the other stock. Um, but he he was he told us from day one, he's like, I'm not gonna go for the book, I'm gonna teach you what you need to know when you leave this this classroom or this high school. What you need to know in life. Yeah, I think that also depends on the, the actual teacher and what their content right. specific is. Because I can't fucking teach about the stocks. Cause I have no knowledge about that. That's not out of my expertise. So some of us like put that responsibility on other teachers and to do that. And so for me, like I've come over the past couple of years, I see my responsibility as I need to teach a kid how to read. I need to teach them how to write. I need to teach them how to be more critical of information. Um, and so that's been my like goal these past key few years of like adjusting because I'm like, the fuck am I teaching this poem for? Like, <laughs> like they don't want to know this, and it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm ninety percent of my students are not gonna like ninety eight percent of them aren't gonna be an English major or an English teacher. You got a lot to learn. Well, first of all, most of us don't know shit. So <laughs> I yeah, know. I mean, I think I think life is a big old lesson. It's a big lesson, and it's. It's up to you if you want to listen to it or just pass it by. You know, do you think, because you were talking about like working and we're getting tired of the nine to five and feeling like this, like I have to learn something or be something, or do you feel like you have any sort of pressure in your life to like, man, at this age, I got to do this. I got to be this. I got to like, you know, because there's the idea. I just, I don't know. Have you seen that Pixar movie, Soul? No. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I just saw that, and it was kind of—I don't know how that's a kid movie, but it was a great movie. One of my favorite Pixar movies. But it was all about this guy, who his dream was to be a musician his whole life. I'm gonna be a musician, play music. That's my dream. He dies, and then like he wants to come back. To, he dies on an accident, and he comes back to Earth trying to get back to his job and his life. And he's like, I want to do what I want to do, and then he ends up getting back to his life, and then. Once he does it, he's not happy. He's kind of like, dude, like I wanted this, but it didn't really make me happy. And so it was kind of like a whole movie about purpose of life and what you're here on this earth for. And, you know, do those questions ever come to you as like now we're at 33 and you're thinking about these ideas of like, what should I invest in? What should I work? What should I do? You know, uh, two years ago, three years ago, my whole mindset was uh, different from what it is to now. Two or three years ago, I was, I mean, making great money, whatever. I just didn't care about either saving 
or investing. Um, but now is you starting to see that the fact that the nine to five is like, it's not really nine to five. It's nine to whenever you're done. Um, you want that financial freedom to, uh, to do whatever you want, to make whatever you want. I mean, not necessarily be a millionaire or billionaire, but just to be your own boss and, um, or just make more money to, to be free with whatever you want to do. Um, so yeah, my, my, my mind, my mindset has changed. Um, there is a pressure of like the whole life, um, the whole life timeline or what you need to be at this certain age. Um, I see my friends having kids, getting married, um, having girlfriends. I'm like, I want that. Do I have it? No, but am I okay with it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's different timelines for everything. I think we put a lot of pressures on ourselves because me and Susan were talking about that too. Like this year, it feels like the year where, cause we were thinking about delaying our wedding and we're going to put it in June or are we going to move it to this other day or what are we going to do? Like, should we wait to have a big party? And then we're kind of thinking about like our, our life, like what should we do? Should we buy our house? When are we going to have a kid? And we have all these sort of questions about like, you know, cause it kind of goes in with a 30, 30 year old timeline of like, we're 30, I'm 33. Like, <laughs> do I need to have a house now? Do I need to have a kid now? Do I need to like, you know, I, I'm, I'm coming at that. I'm finishing my degree this May. So I'm kind of like, at the end of my education cycle or I'm like, okay, I'm finally done with school. Um, like now what's the next stage of my life? And that kind of seems like the, the timeline of where I should be at and where people think I should be at, but we're kind of having these discussions about that. And like, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. It's like, what the hell do we do? I feel like it's a pressure of life. <laughs> uh, I think, I think, I think, uh, your whole life, there was there was this picture painted for you that at twenty is your uh, single days, have fun, live free. Thirties, okay, start getting to uh, settle down, start starting your life, I guess you can say, or your family. And then at forty is like, okay, you're happy, you're you're done. And then fifties, sixties, okay, you're about to retire. <laughs> so I I feel like the whole the whole your whole life there was a there was a picture or a timeline painted that. You must follow. Because I feel that way up until four or five years ago. I was like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm not I'm not going to follow this timeline that you um, proposed to me or that someone painted other than me that at 30, you got to get your, you got to have a wife or a kid at 35 or a, a house at 40, whatever the timeline was. But it's at your own time. It's whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable, whatever, you, wherever in life you're at, like, Okay, just just cross that bridge. Let's let's talk about that next step. And you shouldn't be pressured with uh, a timeline that someone else fucking pictured for you or that society did. That you just work on your own, uh, work on your own time. Yeah, I think part of it is I think humans have fear. I think we are afraid. We have fear. I mean, these these decisions are sometimes based on fear, fear of being alone, fe- being feared that we might not be successful. We we might not succeed um, because you, you said you wanted to switch jobs and like at 33, that's kind of crazy. It's like, you've been at your job for like five or what a six years, seven years, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to switch and start over to something new. And that's kind of scary. I was, 
I've learned not to be uh, scared, I guess you can say. Um, I always taking a risk. Taking a risk uh, and getting a new job is it's a huge risk because uh, I'm not the only one dependent on my income. It's certain people or just, I mean, certain bills <laughs> that, uh, that uh, my income uh, requires to to keep whatever um but yeah it's a it's, it's a huge step but i feel like when you're not happy you have to you have to change something you have to you have to make a change to uh maybe it's not a a quick change or not a uh an instant gratification but in the long run i feel like it's gonna be better um it's, it's a lot of thinking i still haven't decided yeah i'm gonna change jobs but I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm not. Um, it makes great money. And my pockets are full. It's but am I really happy? Am I? Do I wake up and like? Oh my god! I can't wait to go to work. <laughs> oh, <I'm> so excited. <laughs> no, I dread it. I dread yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I just feel like you just you t- you gotta take that risk. Just in gambling, man. So if you had like a perfect job. What would you like? What would be the thing that would make you want to wake up every day and be like, I want to do that every day forever? Enjoying what you do. Yeah, you enjoy it. Because, I mean, that's the quote that people say is it's not a job if you wake up every day and you love what you're doing. It's, you know, that's what people recommend that you do for life is finding that hobby and turning it into a job. So, what would be that thing for you? Would you be like, man, I'd love to do this shit every day and wake up and do this? Be my own boss. And like, what? Anything. Being my own boss, whether, I mean, I, I'm always been into the, um, what's going to make me the most money or what's going to give me that financial freedom. Um, and I always wanted to have my own business, either that or, or, uh, in a investment mortgage. I mean, the owning properties are never going to go anywhere. It's uh, but just be my own boss, man. Just. Not answering to anybody. That's what's going to make me happy. <laughs> I don't want to listen to anybody. Don't tell me what to do. I don't want yeah, to tell me when to clock in and clock right. out when I can take a day off. Yeah. Take a day off when I want. Right. You know, that's crazy because I was thinking about that too. Like I've been teaching for eight years now and like, you know, I probably need to switch up with something because I don't know if I could do this for the next five years, six years. I love my job. I think it's fun. I get to teach broadcasting and teaching every day and have new students every year and it's fun but i think as humans when you do something all the time for x amount of years you kind of need to switch it up i mean i think i read this statistic and i tell my students all the time that in your lifetime you're probably going to have like six plus different jobs and your careers are going to switch and you know sometimes you got to switch it up but i think that's kind of a scary thing for me too because i'm already eight years in I'm about to get my master's degree in the thing that I'm working at. And if I leave and try to do something else, then I'm going to start at the bottom. And like, I'm like, nah, I think that is what holds people back too. Is like, once you make that big decision of our age 33, you buy that house, you have that kid, you got this responsibility. Then those, those, those decisions or those risks don't happen anymore. Right. Cause you're not 21. And like be like, okay, let me switch my major. Let me switch this. Let me switch that. Because now it's like it might be a little more difficult. Yeah, like I said, there's 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 more uh, yeah more responsibilities. Like your income, 
there's a lot of people that depend or a lot of people, a lot of things that depend on your income. Um, so I have, I've had four or five jobs and all my jobs have been like five, six years and I quit. I go, go to the next one. Um, and I've talked to my parents. They've had one job for 20 plus years, Ooh. 20 plus, like before they retired or, uh, they couldn't work anymore. They were in for 20 plus years, one job, same thing, Monday through Friday, Seven to three, um, same thing. There was nothing different. Um, yeah, maybe you get like little different events here and there, but they went in, they turned on the same machine, they turned, they put on the same uniform, whatever it was. It was the same thing for twenty plus years. My aunt's the same way. My grandpa, my grandma, um, and I haven't had a job for ten years, one job for ten years, not even seven, eight. So I don't, I, I can't wrap my mind around the fact that they did it for 20 plus like 25 i think my dad was working the same company for 25 years 25 six years jesus so i (laughs) i think about that yeah he started young whatever but if i would i would have started the same time he did i would have been in the same job for 20 years but i just couldn't do it it's just i mean i don't how do you how do you do it and um, we never talk about salaries or whatever, the money they made, but um, he told me that what I make now, it's almost twice what he made in 20 years. And I made, I made that in five years, six years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how the generations just change. And to me, it's, I, I, I want better. I want, I want better. I think part of that, too, is maybe... I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I think social media has a big role in us constantly thinking about what could be better or what is better. Like comparing ourselves is one of the worst things that we do all the time. Like we look at a social media, I do this all the time, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that guy's really good at this, or this teacher's really smart, or this this person is doing this, or they're blah, blah, blah. And it's like you're constantly comparing yourself to this and you want better and you do better and we have this pressure but maybe that generation didn't have that social media and there wasn't this idea of like any of that so i don't know if that might have something to do with it of everyone feeling like they have to do this or be this i can i completely agree because uh they just talk about that guy with the longboard and uh the fucking cranberry juice dude Oh, that guy's in movies now. Um, it's crazy how this guy made this video. He living in a trailer, and that's why I bought a skateboard. <laughs> it's it's uh, and we saw it in social media. Social media was the one that put him on the map, made his see, made us see it, and now he's a uh, he's famous. He has all these endorsements, and yeah, I saw that. I was like, dude, I'm working. Over here for fucking minimum wage, like, <laughs> and this fool's already he has a he has a truck that's worth more than my minimum wage, like yeah. forty thousand dollar truck, and yeah, but I completely agree that social media has a big old influence in how we think, what we see, how we see our lives. Um, yeah, social media has made a lot of millionaires, a lot of people famous. Yeah, I just think of this idea of like, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. I was going on a bike ride about the secret of it's the happiness lab go listen to that podcast but they had this lady on she was talking about this thing like that's one of the worst things you could do is is compare yourself to other and it's always the idea of 
knowing having the idea that everyone no matter what is going through some shit doesn't matter if you think because on social media we think everyone has a perfect life whatever but that's not true we only post the good shit like no one's mm-hmm. posting bad shit you post what, you, what people want to see yeah we're not posting our negatives or anything like that but it's the idea of like understanding that everyone is going through something some battle even something no one is not going through something and it's just that idea of that and i think social media has heightened that that idea of we think everyone's living this perfect life or this thing and we're constantly comparing ourselves to these things and this pressure but yeah man sucks i mean now it makes sense why uh all these rich people say uh money doesn't buy you happiness but you see that post. If I would have had a million dollars, I'll be happy oh, as fuck. Yeah. Give me a million. <laughs> give me, give me half a million. I'll be happy as fuck. Yeah. Pay off all my fucking student <laughs> loans. I'll be happy. Yeah. So I. It's uh. We don't have the tickets. These are old. Oh. <laughs> We're not winning the Powerball because we didn't play. <laughs> but even though I think it's a conspiracy, that shit's a scam. Oh. They started raising up the fucking lottery as soon as we all got our stimulus checks to get all our fucking money. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, <laughs> the jackpot is high. I have not wanted to buy a lottery ticket ever. All of a sudden, we get a stimulus. I'm spending sixty fucking dollars on lottery tickets. I wanted to go to France. We ain't going. You even had Rick Ross dropping like a million dollars just to win that fucking that. Did he win? Nah, he lost. Dude, your odds are impossible. The odds are literally... You're more likely to get fucking shot hit hit by by an asteroid or some shit. Guess what the Mega Ball number was. What? 24. (laughs) Yeah, your odds of winning are fucking impossible. It's one in like 300 million. I'm glad like not your... uh... Your conspiracy theories no, are uh, not a conspiracy theory. You're you're rolling, dude. I you think said? I think about it. I don't think that's true, but I think it's funny. It is true. I think I don't know too much about the lottery. The mega ball, the, know, the lottery has not been relevant since the pandemic, and yeah. and as soon as as soon as uh, they give you the six hundred dollar stimulus, and as soon as a new president, how does the money get that high, anyways? Uh, people buying. So, but if someone wins, it start back at zero. Yeah, like right, like how does it? So the power mega millions right now, six, eight, seven hundred. So million. I, I, I feel wins, like it goes I, back to zero. I feel no, I don't think it goes back to zero. I feel like there's a there's a certain amount that the government or whatever the lottery, of people will set it as, and then if you buy, I buy, she buys it, everybody it starts going up. Oh yeah, I bet sales are fucking super high right now. Everyone's trying to buy. I, I've never bought one. Until this this recently, this past week, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy one. <laughs> I bought one, but like, I don't really buy those games too often because I know the odds are shitty and you're not going to win. I just all. I just feel it's like... It's fun though. It is fun. Uh, the past six, seven months that the lotto has been irrelevant. Irrelevant. You haven't even heard or seen or anything that, oh, the Mega Millions or the Powerball has yeah. not been relevant. But, but it's but nationwide, certain, right? It's not yeah, just California. It's, yeah, it's, it's nationwide. every single state. Yeah, nationwide. Yeah. Um. But the Powerball, I think, is California only. No, they're all fucking every state. Because uh, I looked into that, too, because I was wondering, what are my odds? Because I was trying to do the math. I was like, can I win? Which one should I play? Should I just play these Fantasy Fives? <laughs> I'm trying to research about these. But every state is involved in these, these two yeah. big ones. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, crazy. I don't know. I don't know where the money goes towards. Like, 
I thought like the taxes go like when you buy lottery tickets, the some of the uh, taxes go to education or something. Like goes some back of the, to some the government, of the stuff dude. Goes somewhere. Goes back to the government. I don't know. I don't know. It goes somewhere. I'm you getting, get taxed because it's it's, and I think you get taxed forty percent. So because I think it's a bonus, they'll they'll consider it as a bonus, yeah. and so they'll tax you forty percent of your winnings. So you make ten million, you only get in four or six. Six million. Still great. Yeah, it's it's amazing. That's why people buy it. Just people play it. But imagine winning that, dude. It's not. Yeah. Did you play? No, I didn't even know about it. Oh, you haven't been up with it? No, yeah, I've been playing for. Two I played. Weeks. I played once when it was like the all time high, um, and I hit two numbers, three numbers, but that's it. I bought a scratcher ticket. I went to the Stater Brothers and I saw one that said twenty twenty one. I was like, okay, this just stood out to me. I never feel like buying lottery or any of that, but I saw it and I was like, let me get it. I want 60 bucks. I want 60 bucks. And then me and Susan bought ice cream. <laughs> and then after, the next day was the, the Mega Millions Powerball. So like, fuck it. I'm going to put all of it in that. So I put all of it in there. And then I've been wanting to play, but I was like, man, I'm not going to win. But you you don't win if you don't play. So Right. I'm not. If you, if you don't have the financial means to play, you shouldn't play. But what's the harm in putting a little $2 in there? Like, yeah, let me see if I win. That'd be nice. Imagine hitting that. Just crazy. We're living in some crazy times. Conspiracies. I know you're really into the conspiracies. Yeah, it's, I don't know uh, if you want to talk about that. Not really, but um, <laughs> shit needs to change, man. Vote for Jesus, <laughs> 2024. <laughs> He's running. We'll figure it out. 2021. It's the beginning. We'll see what this year brings us. Hopefully, peace, positivity, health. Hopefully, we don't lose any more loved ones. We're all safe. We're all healthy. We get to party in June. We want to go to Vegas. <laughs> we just want normalcy. Let's do it. Thank you, Seuss, for being a wonderful guest. Got it, man. Appreciate you. Happy birthday. Thanks, man. 33. 33. Old as fuck. Damn. Just kidding. He's not old. He's in the prime of his life. Hit him up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Zuzu. My DMs are open. His Hit DMs are open, ladies. <laughs> Jim is open. He'll show you how to squat, get low. Hell yeah. Get low on the bar. He'll show you what's up. All right, guys. Thank you for back season one. I don't know if we'll be back for episode two, <laughs> but we might. I might have Susan on this week. Susan, someday it'll all make sense. Will it? <laughs> See y'all. <laughs>